0: Fashion and creativity. Forecast strives to train stylists with the latest in education to provide their guests with the latest trends. Follow them on Instagram at Forecast Salon or find them online with their online store at forecastsalon.com and check out their latest in stylish innovation at Forecast Salon on Instagram. As this podcast goes to air, we are in the eclipse season. The annular solar eclipse in Leo occurs on October 14th and a partial lunar eclipse in Taurus on October 28th. These cosmic occurrences will initiate a period of reorientation that will help you reclaim parts of yourself and your life you may have been sacrificing or ignoring. It is a time to go within and ask big questions, questions that can help you shift your perspective, allowing you to shift your path with one that is more in alignment with your authentic self. It is often said that eclipses can be like roller coasters. The wheel of life can shift rapidly. All the more reason to connect with your inner guidance to know the messages of your soul. It can feel a little like a push-pull energy. You may feel that you are being pushed out of your comfort zone and being pulled into wanting to live your purpose, your truth. Our soul wants us to accomplish something in this lifetime. And we each do come in with a purpose, and it is calling to us. And when we have cosmic forces like now, it can feel even more intense. So during this eclipse season, tune in to the inner messages that your soul wants you to know. Pursuing your purpose in life, yes, it can feel daunting, but when we tune in and when we listen, we can move forward. Sometimes it may require career shifts or big moves to new locations. It may also ask you to say goodbye to certain people or habits. The eclipses can help you recognize and release anything that is in your way of pursuing your purpose. What intentions can you set to help you align with your purpose right now? How can you tune in to the messages that your soul wants you to know? Want to learn how? Want to go deeper? Learn some tools to help you upgrade your spiritual practice and create these new agreements with yourself? I have recently opened my schedule for what I am calling soul sessions, sessions that can allow you to identify any blocks or stagnation in your energy field, which may be causing an imbalance in your body, mind, emotions, and spirit. Once we go in deep, work in the records of your life, you can better understand how these imprints manifest in your current life by identifying them. And as we recognize these new agreements, spiritual contracts can be created to help you move forward with your intentions and personal growth. By opening up the Akashic Records, you can gain a broader perspective of your life's patterns and connections, which can help you navigate through life more easily and clearly. And if you're not sure how we can work together or how these sessions can help you, schedule a spiritual makeover, breakthrough call with me, and let's see how this work can help you. Links to all of this will be in the show notes. In today's episode, we are talking about empathy, but not in the usual context I talk about. This conversation offers a greater perspective on what empathy means and how it can help you better understand others around you, especially those who are a little different than you. A perfect conversation for all this Libra and Eclipse energy, I might add. My guest is Rob Volpe, and his book is called Tell Me More About That, Solving the Empathy Crisis One Conversation at a Time. In this episode, we talk about empathy, what it means, how important listening is, the five steps to empathy, actions you can take with these five steps, and having one conversation at a time. Before we jump into the episode, let's take a moment to pause, center, and set an intention for where you are right now. So wherever you are, if you can, close your eyes, taking a nice deep inhale, breathing up the body, and exhale, pulling that breath all the way down, slowing down, centering, taking another deep inhale, breathing up the body, and as you exhale, call in your spirit. Feel the alignment of the spiritual body right on top of the physical body, aligning. Centering. Inhale, breathing up the body. Exhale, bringing that breath all the way down the body. Dropping into the heart. Coming right into the deepest part of your heart. Feel that connection of your spirit and the greater spirit. Know that you're known. Know that you're loved. Feeling all this energy coming in around you, supporting you. Let us call in the masters, the teachers, the archangels, the crystal beings, calling in your own spirit guides, feeling all this energy coming in around you as we take this moment and notice, notice where you are on this great wheel of life. Where I am, we find ourselves in the season of fall, the leaves are changing, the days are getting shorter, And as I teach, we find this season in the direction of the West, where the sun sets every day. Imagine. Imagine yourself standing in the beautiful sunset, noticing the colors, noticing the cycles of your life, the struggles, the lessons, the abundance, all of this. Calling in the directions to guide us, surround us, protect us, to the West, the North, the East, and the South above you, below you, right into the very center of your heart. Taking a moment and setting an intention. See and hear and feel and know this intention for your path. And allow those elevated emotions, how you want to feel, to radiate out of your heart all around you, setting that energy, Taking another deep inhale, breathing up the body. Exhaling all the way back down. Feeling your power, the third chakra. Feeling the heart opening, focusing the third eye. And as you're ready, blinking the eyes open, coming back. My guest today, Rob Volpe, is an astute observer of life and a master storyteller who brings empathy and compassion to the human experience. As CEO of Ignite 360, he leads a team of insights, strategy, and creative professionals serving the world's leading brands across a range of industries. He is the author of the Silver Benjamin Award-winning book, Tell Me More About That?, Solving the Empathy Crisis One Conversation at a Time, which is the subject on the podcast today. As a thought leader in the role of empathy in marketing and the workplace, he is a contributor to Entrepreneur's Leadership Network and frequently speaks on the topic at conferences, corporations, colleges, podcasts, and with the media. He is a graduate of Syracuse University's SI Newhouse School of Public Communications and lives in San Francisco with his husband and three cats. Let us welcome Rob to the show. Welcome, Rob.
1: Thank you, Terry. It's great to be here.
0: It is, and it's been so fun ch- chatting with you before we hit record, learning about you, and San Francisco is where you are now and all that you do. I love it. And I actually love the conversation. Congratulations about your book. Tell me more about that. And it even has a Benjamin Franklin Award. How exciting.
1: Yes, thank you so much. It's an award from the Independent Book Publishers Association for one of the best self-help books of last year, which just, you know, so flattering. And oh my gosh, um, what an honor to to have my first book recognized by the publishing industry as, you know, worthy of an award.
0: It is, it is an honor. And it's, it's not an easy feat to write a book, I can tell you that. But it is, and you know, the other part of the title is so important, solving the empathy crisis one conversation at a time so needed. Now, Rob, most of my listeners have heard me talk about empathy, being an empath, being so sensitive, how it can get in the way of our intuition. And so sometimes people can look at the idea of, oh, well, I'm an I'm an empath as, ooh, that's a bad thing, right? But this is kind of taking it in a different context. We're talking more of the idea of empathy, not necessarily having to be an empath, to have empathy. So I think that's a really important thing. And I think it's another way to really expand upon the gifts that empathy can bring us. But before we jump into the book and all, tell us a little bit about what led you to writing this book right now.
1: There is this sort of like stating the obvious, there is an empathy crisis in our world, our society. We're not taking the time to listen to each other And what really got me motivated to do something about it, actually, you have to go back 13 years when a study came out of the University of Michigan that found that there was a a decline in empathy skills among college students, their ability to see the point of view of somebody else. And they looked at a period from 1979 to 2009, and they found across 76 different universities. So it was a pretty big study. And they found that from 1979 to 2001, there was a 40 percent decline in the ability to see the easily see the point of view of other people. Wow! That study it, it showed up on CNN. It made news, and I was I remember seeing that, and I was on the road on a business trip, like standing in an airport somewhere. And seeing that come up going, oh, my God, this is really bad. Because if you were in college in 2001, that meant by then in 2010, you were in your 30s. Today, this is somebody in their early 40s. And they're a a productive member of society. They're a neighbor, a friend, a parent, a partner, a leader in their organization, a manager. They're, They're a human. They're showing up. And if they don't have the same level of empathy... How in the world are we going to solve the problems that are facing us? How are we going to move the world forward in the way that we need to? And you know, lo and behold, thirteen years later, um, we are stuck in discord and not listening to one another, and and lots of different reasons for that. But it just felt to me that somebody needed to do something about that, and so my. Side work, I guess. My company, Ignite 360, is an insights and strategy firm. So we do marketing research. So we talk to people. And more importantly, we listen to them and help our clients connect to uh, their consumers, their customers, and understand what makes them tick so they can make better products and services. And we were finding our clients. This was happening with our clients. They were having an empathy gap as well. They weren't listening and sitting in judgment of their consumer. And we thought, all right, well, this is this somebody needs to do something about this. So we identified what we call the five steps to empathy, started coaching and training that, and that led me to to write a book. Mm-hmm. um about it and and the genesis story and I think your listeners will appreciate this because I was teaching I was guest lecturing to a marketing class here at a university in San Francisco and I was telling my stories I was sharing the stories of some of the people that I had met and talking about the work that we do and how um you know you can have to overcome your judgment and work hard to get to a place of empathy and all the students were just wrapped in attention they weren't looking at their their devices their phones their laptops they were listening to me and i had a voice inside my head that just said this is what you need to tell you need to tell these stories and that's what got me started on uh this path towards writing the book
0: mm, i love it i really do and it's such valuable information and i will say listening is definitely a skill it definitely is. And I know, you know, I was in the, um, I was in a ministry, a spiritual counseling ministry in New York. And that was like the first thing they tell us. And even as healers, it's like the first thing they tell us is really is to listen. And I can listen so much to a follower my sessions can go over because it's like, I can't interrupt them. They need to say this. They need to say this. But really being able to listen in all aspects of our life is really important. And I think, I, I do, I agree with you on that. It's very important. And the other thing that you said too about that is like, Sitting in judgment.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And that
0: is where we find discord.
1: Hardest thing for people to overcome. Um, and for a few reasons, you know, it, it, it's based sort of amygdala things in the brain and how we're wired to judge and sort. But what I talk about is it's about being judgmental. You still have to make decisions, make a judgment, but being judgmental, casting aspersion, that's what we need to overcome. Um, and and it just takes awareness. I mean, I say just, like it's so easy. It takes awareness of like where are these thoughts coming from? What's going on? How do you actually take a breath and pause and then reflect on how you want to respond um, so that you're responding rather than reacting?
0: Yes, there's definitely a rewiring of the brain. Say that in Southern accent, a rewiring of the brain. <laughs> That needs to occur. But first and foremost, it's noticing. It's noticing when you aren't listening. And I I think, you know, especially in corporate and and in board meetings and all, it's like really recognizing you may not agree, but let me listen.
1: You have to listen to what the other person is saying and try to, um, you know, when I talk about active listening, which is the third step in the five steps to empathy, um, it's sensing what's not being said. So this does tie into using your intuition and reading the body language, reading the cues that, you know, even if you're on a Zoom call, the things that you see in the background and asking questions related to that, um, because there's so much more to learn, but we have to really be present. So, you know, turn the notifications off on your phone, turn the you know laptop, put Facebook away and really sit and be present. With somebody and even the breathing exercises that you you guided me through so critical um to just grounding down into yourself and being able to be present and listen
0: yeah So before we get into the five steps, because now you've mentioned them twice and I've got everybody curious about it, but I did want to just back up for a minute and ask your definition of empathy. Because lots of times it can be confused with sympathy, compassion. So how do you see empathy? Yeah,
1: and it is different from sympathy. Um, I talk about empathy as connecting uh, so that you can understand somebody else's point of view or feel their feelings as them. Um, so you're feeling what another person is feeling or you're seeing their perspective. And that's actually a big clue. And part of the problem, um, with empathy is I I give keynotes and, and other talks and things, workshops, um, people don't realize that there's multiple types of empathy, that there's emotional empathy, which is the feeling, the feelings of somebody else.
0: Which is a lot of what I do just to jump in because I'm helping people recognize what's my feelings, what's not. But it's valuable information either way.
1: Exactly. And empathy or empaths work in that emotional space. They're in that deeper sort of of area. And then there's cognitive empathy, which is the perspective taking. And the uh, the neuroscientists have found both parts of the brain that light up when you're experiencing that. And they're not in the same part of the brain. Um, Cognitive empathy is what we use and that everybody can use. I think emotional empathy people have barriers and blocks to getting down in there because it's feelings and emotions, and that's messy and uncomfortable for some. But cognitive empathy is seeing the point of view of somebody else and taking the time to listen and ask the questions. and it's it's what we more immediately will go to in our interactions, whether it's with the clerk at the grocery store or it's at work with you know a colleague or um, a customer or whomever it is. It's about hearing what's going on, trying to understand where they're coming from, and then using that in order to build a, a, a more productive conversation.
0: Yes, excellent understanding. Yes, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. And I like that. That is a really important concept for all of us to start to really come back to. And like you had said earlier, I mean, it does start with listening and just recognizing and noticing, like, we're all different. We all can have different points of view. And yeah, with all the discord going on in the world, so much so, this is needed. It really is. So let's get into how you define the five steps to empathy.
1: Absolutely. So these are not, while they are steps, they are not linear and you will run into difficulty with different steps with different people, depending on the situation, the context, the mood that you're in, whatever's going on. But people like to have things lined up, so five steps. (laughs) First one is dismantle judgment. As I mentioned earlier, this is the big one that gets in people's way uh, the most. It's about all the biases, the stereotypes, the past experiences that immediately have us casting aspersion at somebody else. And that becomes a brick wall. You cannot get through that and actually see somebody. The second step is asking good questions. And this is about asking very open questions, not a leading question, kind of like in a courtroom drama Um, that you might watch on TV where they say, objection, leading the witness. We don't want to be doing that. We don't want to lead somebody um, where they would be affirming our, our worldview. You want to ask very open, exploratory questions. A great exercise I always suggest for people is to try to take the word why out of your vocabulary. We're always wanting to understand why, but From the time that we're little and we first drew on the wall in marker, we are asked, why did you do that? And it puts you on the defensive and you very quickly start to rationalize an answer that will minimize the the subsequent punishment. And it follows you. It follows you into school. It follows you into your personal life, your romantic life, your adult working life. Reframe the question. Use who, what, where, when, how. uh, Ask, tell me more about that. Um that puts that takes away that defensiveness. And you'd be amazed at how much it opens people up. And I've got stories, the book is done through and part of why it won the award. Um, I use narrative storytelling. So I share my own stories with everyday Americans and, and others around the world that I've run into. And the times that I've been challenged and honestly, the times that I've failed to get to a place of empathy and what I learned from that experience so that I could do better later on. Um, So then the third step is actively listen, as we talked about. I won't spend much time on that. It's about, you know, paying attention, being present. The next step is integrate into understanding. And this is another one that people get tripped Mm. up on. People often tell me, well, or ask like, hey, if I have empathy with somebody else, does that mean I have to give up my own point of view? And the answer is no, you don't. Um, you are making room in your head that there are other ways of viewing the world and you need to be curious about it and ask more questions and make space for that Um, because we're, I mean, we're human. There's so many of us, we can't all be monolithic in what we're doing. So you need to integrate into understanding. And the fifth step is use solution imagination. And that's where you take the things that you're picking up, you're sensing, you're hearing, and you start to use it to ask the next question, to move the situation, the conversation forward towards a positive outcome.
0: I love that. Yeah, I love it. I love the way you said room in your head, open it up, get some room in your head to look at other ways. And and really that imagination, like, okay, then if this is this and this is me and this is that one and that one, where can we all bring this forward? I love that. I really do. What great steps. Definitely.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Yeah and the book is it's laid out very well you've got quotes you've got you've got examples so re- really just really great ways to really come about it i know i learn better with stories so i have appreciated reading those i think it's a really great way to understand and you know what as you said and and hey i'm i get vulnerable too it's like sometimes i don't always do the best job either but that's how i learn yeah and i think that's how all of us can learn and even as your subtitle is it's like one conversation at a time and you know, I know that, you know, for me, learning and accepting and, you know, opening up, I teach yoga and everybody who comes in is a little different And the, you know, all of the information, how people want to be talked to, what their pronouns are. And sometimes I don't do the best job, but I go, okay, well, I'm in my 60s, not a good excuse, but I do take the time. And, you know, we have had classes, we've had had teachings like this is how we do it and this is how you ask the question. Right. And then also, too, it's not to get defensive if you say it wrong or say something wrong. It's just to say, okay, thank you. (laughs) Let me look at this in a different way. Right. And that's how we learn and that's how we grow.
1: It is. It's progress, not perfection.
0: It is progress, not perfection.
1: We're all on our journey, and we have to have grace with ourselves yeah. too to be on that journey. And and just going back to that one conversation at a time. I mean, the power of that. And and you know, at first, when the book was coming out, I was like, "Oh, it's gonna go everywhere and blah." And then I realized, and actually, the energy healer that I worked with helped me understand that. No, it is about one individual connection. And so you and I are having this conversation. And then imagine what would happen if every one of your listeners is hearing this conversation, if they have a conversation about it, and that sparks more people to continue to to talk about it. That's how change comes about. It's one conversation at a time.
0: And I like to say, like, even like, just be curious right? Like be curious about what could come out of it. Instead of holding to this fixed idea, you have to get your point across or you got to, you know, whatever, make everybody believe in you or whatever it is. Just like be curious at how you approach situations like this, because that is how we're going to open up. And that is how we're going to shift. If we hold on to those fixed limited beliefs, and some of them are generational, some of them is how you were raised when you were two years old. But that doesn't mean just because you did it all your life, you have to do it the same way. It really, and in today's business world and just all over, not even just the business world and humanity, we need the listening. We need the understanding. We really,
1: totally. And imagine if you're able to have that self-awareness of where that's coming from, oh, well, this is just how it's always been done or, oh, you know, I had a thing that happened to me once in fifth grade and that led to this and I, I do things now because of that. When you have that awareness, then you can address it and you can make the choice of whether you want to change yeah. or not.
0: Yeah. Energy psychology. Exactly. That's exactly what I work with. We are in the brain. Where are these limited beliefs coming up? And, you know, I just listened to Bruce Lipton. I love his work. But like from zero to seven, like we're in this theta state of brain and we're just downloading, downloading. But this is where we're forming a lot of those opinions. Doesn't mean it has to be the way we stay today. Right. Our parents were just people, too, and they're bringing in all their generational energy, too. But we now have the power to think and to do self-development and to really go in. And it's basic skills, which can be so hard listening, getting quiet, pausing. There is so much power in a pause. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, yes. And there's so much in society that has us running in the opposite direction. And, you know, even after that great pause of the pandemic, um where people jump back sit, in didn't we yeah run faster go 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 social media this that you know it's just take the breath pause get curious yeah. and then move forward
0: i was down in toa in mexico i don't know if you've ever been to the sacred sites down there the ancient pyramids the temple of the moon the sun but there i did make a new agreement i i studied the toltec wisdom and and i made an agreement with myself i am ease. I am ease bringing that idea back. I am ease because it's easy. It's easy to jump into the drama and the trauma and all the running around. No. And I keep coming back to that affirmation. I agreed with myself. I am ease. It's a very interesting phenomena for me. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love that story. Yeah, Definitely. So what is your mission with the book?
1: My mission is to help people understand empathy so that they can use it. In their own lives to achieve more positive outcomes
0: more positive outcomes yes I love that I really do yeah so your hopes for the book itself well you've already won an award my goodness
1: what could be left you know yeah I want I, my hope for the book is that it continues uh, to find its audience through conversations like this and other engagements that I have. Um, and then it can help inspire people. And it's an entertaining read. I mean, the, one of the critics referred to it as a jolly good read. Um, you know. And, and it has application personally and professionally. So that people will find it, that pass it on, um, that engage with me. Online on social media, or yeah, you know, some of the most meaningful experiences I've had is when people have come up to me I'm at a conference or something, and they've you know read the book, and I don't know them, but they they tell me the stories about how the book has impacted them and and it helped them make a difference in their life. Um, that just that's that's why I wrote the book, um, and, and so it. it's so meaningful. Whether it's you know a mom uh, who's better able to communicate with their thirteen-year-old son or a teacher that's better able to navigate sticky situations at work with colleagues and and the administration. It just, it means a great deal.
0: Yeah. I love that. I love that. And yeah, I know a lot of moms that are having trouble communicating with their kids. There's just so much change. Yeah. And if they fight it, it's going to get worse. So it's really like just slowing down. And lots of times, like, well, can I bring my child in? Like, well, let's start with you. (laughs) Let's just like, you know, calm you down. And let's start with you so that you have a better understanding. And lots of times that's what's really needed. Right?
1: Yeah. And how are you showing up and hearing whatever you're hearing from your, your child and then how you're responding? Right. Yeah, Are you putting the phone down before you react to your child or when, what are the messages and lessons you're teaching like the kid? Yeah,
0: definitely. So agree with that. Yeah. So where would you like me to direct people to find the book and your work and what else is going on for you?
1: The book is available wherever people like to buy books. So Amazon, Barnes and Noble, a lot of independent booksellers. It's also available as an audiobook, which I narrated myself and then an ebook, of course. So all the places where people would buy books. And if they want to find me on social media, I am Empathy Activist on Instagram, um, as well as TikTok. And then they can also find me on LinkedIn if that's their, their preferred place. Uh, and then they can also visit my website, robvolpe.expert. And my name is R-O-B-V is in Victor, O-L-P is in Peter, E.expert. That's my website.
0: We'll definitely put all the links in the show notes. Yeah. So as we go to close this show, I do like to come back and ask this question. How would you say that the work that you're doing with empathy and really helping to solve this crisis one conversation at a time, normally I would say would help to empower the spirit, but let's open it up. will help to empower humanity right
1: now. Empathy is the secret ingredient that it's this ability that makes us better. It empowers the skills that we use to be successful as the people that we are or that we hope to become. So you think about every skill that you use in your personal life and in your work life. When you can understand another person, when you can sense where they're feeling, where they're coming from it tells you how to respond to that. So that's going to make better outcomes for people and they're going to be more successful in whatever they set their mind to. Um, and that's my my hope for the book and and for the work.
0: I love it. Empathy is a secret ingredient. It will make us better. Yeah, for humanity and individually too, definitely. Well, thank you again for your work. And I've loved our conversation. It was so great to meet you. Thanks for joining us.
1: Jerry, thank you so much. It's been wonderful.
0: Yes, it has been to your spirit. Namaste. Namaste. Yes. Empathy is the secret ingredient to helping us become successful on our path. Take a pause. When you're having a conversation with someone, be quiet. Listen. It's okay not to agree. But make space in your mind, as Rob says, and allow the conversation to open up. And now, share this conversation. Be a part of his mission, his hope that more and more people will be inspired to have conversations of all kinds, different perspectives, different viewpoints, and have empathy for each other as we grow in humanity. Check out Rob's book and his work. Thanks again for tuning in. This is your host, Harry Ann Hyman. To your spirit, namaste. Hey, y'all in the Birmingham area, I am having a Reiki weekend. Not attuned yet to Reiki? Come learn on Saturday, October 14th. It's a new moon eclipse. And if you are already attuned, but feel you want some practice time, join us on Sunday, October 15th. Links to the weekend will be in the show notes.